It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Do exactly what we tell you to do and eventually your life will go back to quote normal. Question, for how long have we heard that narrative? By whom? And how's that narrative working out so far? In the final hour, how many will look in the mirror and say, when they came for others, I was silent. I just looked the other way. The modern paradigm of military-industrial society has always been a house of cards built on a foundation of total deception and tyranny. How many are not only still buying into that deception, but actually defending it? Such is life in the planetary asylum. From the constant onslaught of climate intervention operations in our skies to the constantly escalating CV-19 everything, how are populations responding and reacting? A number of weeks ago on this broadcast, I covered the psychological phenomenon known as mass formation psychosis. Just after the start of 2022, if you search this phrase on Google, this is what they gave you. Quote, it looks like these results are changing quickly. It can sometimes take time for results to be added by reliable sources, end quote. Translation, Google is censoring the subject and has not yet been supplied with the power structure spun response to it. The phenomenon of what is known as mass formation psychosis is core. The controllers will do all they can to keep populations from accurately researching and comprehending this phenomenon, just as is the case with climate intervention operations. In the background, unfolding biosphere collapse continues to fuel total controller desperation. Geoengineering Watch stated this on the record for the entire length of our existence that when biosphere collapse became impossible to hide or manage any longer, controller desperation would go exponential and they would begin to play their cards. Indeed, they are. The state of the planet's life support systems is not actually as bad as we've been told. It's exponentially worse than anything we've been told. What is the greatest threat to the human race? The human race itself, of course. No outside factor is necessary at this point. Near-term self-annihilation is a near-term mathematical certainty if we remain on the current course. Waging weather warfare, including winter weather warfare, is a manifestation of power structure desperation. But... The controllers have and are aggressively continuing to utilize many more tools to control. Is the manipulation of the mass formation phenomenon a primary tool of the clinically insane tyrants that are currently in control? In a moment, you can hear now internationally known Dr. Matthias Desmet define mass formation phenomenon in his own words. Decide for yourself how you think it may apply to our current common dilemmas. Anyone remember Jonestown? And the backdrop to it all, again, the foundational factor fueling it all, i.e. total power structure desperation, unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse, climate intervention being a core part of that equation. No functional planetary life support systems, no habitat, no humans, simple. The controllers know what's coming, they should. Global power structures did everything to ensure that the dark horizon we now collectively face would occur. How many falsely believe that those who currently rule from behind the curtain are any less maniacal than the most notorious and despotic rulers and dictators of the past? 
Political parties are irrelevant. An orchestrated distract, divide, and conquer facade propagated by corporate media. The last occupant of the White House to actually draw a line in the sand with the true controllers was John F. Kennedy. He was, of course, assassinated almost immediately. Knowing that they, i.e. the controllers, no collapse is imminent, what actions should we have expected from them? To do everything in their power to keep populations healthy, happy, reproducing, and consuming until there's nothing left? Or something else entirely? Which conclusion is rational, logical, which is not? In a moment, some core pieces to the puzzle. I'll leave it up to the listener to decide how these pieces fit together. A critically important audio statement from an individual that, due to his specific qualifications, is perhaps the foremost authority regarding societal behavior and the psychological factors behind it. Stay tuned. And afterward, we'll address breaking frontline reports on the gauntlet of converging catastrophes we collectively face including the winter weather warfare being waged all over the Northern Hemisphere at this time. This is Dane Wigington, host of the Commercial Free Global Alert News Hour, a weekly non-political report that addresses and connects the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is installment number 335 of the Bad News Broadcast for January 8th, 2022. The Global Alert News Weekly Report is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, G-E-O Engineering Watch. Org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations. This broadcast is now on the air in numerous AM and FM stations throughout the U.S. and Northern California, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, Texas, Florida, Alabama, Ohio, New York, and most recently on the West Coast, we've added Sacramento, San Francisco, and San Diego. An extended version of this weekly on-air broadcast is posted at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent radio and top stories sections. If you wish to share your thoughts and perspectives on climate engineering and the other converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us, join us on the geoengineeringwatch.org website. My most sincere gratitude, as always, to those that have helped geoengineeringwatch.org to expand our desperate efforts to sound the alarm. Pressing on, Dr. Matthias Desmet is a Belgian professor of clinical psychology at Ghent University. Dr. Desmet also holds a master's degree in statistics due to his specific qualifications. Dr. Desmet is perhaps the most qualified individual on the planet to address the subject of mass formation psychosis. In his own words, listen carefully. I've seen mass formations and crowd formations uh, as long as mankind exists. Uh, but the strange thing is that throughout the last two or three centuries, mass formation becomes increasingly strong and it lasts longer. And the masses become larger and larger, more and more people are involved in it. And by the end of the 19th century, um, uh, Gustave Le Bon, one of the major scholars on, on mass formation, uh, warned us already that if it continued like this, if the masses continue to increase uh, their strength and their, their capacity, then that we might soon um, um, witness uh, the emergence of a new state, a new type of state, which was based on the power of the masses, of the masses. And that's exactly what happened in the first half of the 20th century in, uh, in the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany, which were one of the few ex historical examples of large-scale mass formation. So I agree, like, it, it's, a, it's an unintentional emergent phenomenon, uh, which became stronger um, uh, because the number of 
people who felt socially isolated uh, increased throughout the last three centuries. And this increase in the number of uh, socially isolated people was almost perfectly correlated to the uh, degree of uh, mechanization and industrialization in the country. So the more uh, um, uh, industrialization and the more people use, as you refer to, I think, uh, technological devices, uh, the more they feel socially isolated. This became, that's, that's, that's one of the major reason, reasons why uh, mass formation became increasingly strong uh, throughout the last gen, uh, centuries. And now, uh, uh, what we noticed indeed just before the corona crisis was that the number of socially isolated people was extremely high. For instance, the uh, U.S. Surgeon General talked about a, a loneliness epidemic, uh, and in Great Britain, a, ministry, a, a minister of loneliness was appointed by Theresa May, because they acknowledged that uh, loneliness uh, was, was a major uh, threat to the, to, um, to the health of people. And um, uh, under, under these conditions, something very strange happens. Once or, the, or the, the, the loneliness is, is actually the, 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 the number of socially isolated, socially atomized people, as Hannah Arendt calls it, is the, is the central characteristic. And related to that, uh, there must be a, a lot of, these are the four conditions that I, that I described already a few times, I will, 60% of the people uh, uh, who reported that they had no meaningful relationships at all, which is huge, which is, which is huge. Uh, and as a consequence, and that's a second condition which is important, as a consequence, these people usually also feel a lack of meaning-making in life, lack of sense, because human beings are really social beings, and if the social bond is disrupted, they typically experience their life as meaningless. And that also was, was really... Uh, 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 there, were, there were a lot of people, for instance, only in a, in a Gallup World Poll, only 13% of the people reported that they uh, considered their jobs as really meaningful. And 65%, I think, uh, reported that they uh, experienced their jobs as completely meaningless. Uh, this is a phenomenon that is very well described in a book by David Graeber uh, called Bullshit Jobs. And then the third condition, also, which is also a consequence of the first two conditions, is that there, that there has to be a lot of free-floating anxiety. So anxiety that people cannot connect to a mental representation. And that's extremely important, because if we know what we're anxious for, um, uh, um, we will not be as anxious. Pausing for a moment to pose this question. What has so-called modern, militarized, industrialized civilization done to so-called humanity? We're rats running on a treadmill to nowhere that never slows down. And all the while, what is left of nature is being systematically ground up or completely contaminated just to keep the wheels of industrialized, militarized, so-called civilization turning, to keep the insanity turning. Question two, how many, especially in first world nations, feel anxious, unhappy, and disconnected from the whole, so to speak? How do such individuals react when manipulated by those behind the curtain. Dr. Desmet continues. The situation in which someone is confronted with anxiety without knowing what he's anxious for is extremely aversive to a human being. So, and, and the fourth condition is also a logical consequence of the first three conditions. It means that there has to be a lot of free floating frustration and aggression. People have to feel frustrated, aggressive without knowing what they are frustrated and aggressive for. And indeed, under these conditions, 
The population is sensitive to a very specific phenomenon. If under these conditions, a narrative is distributed through the mass media, indicating an object of anxiety, and at the same time, providing a strategy to deal with the object of anxiety, something extremely strange happens in a society. All this free-floating anxiety attaches, connects to the object of anxiety presented in the narrative, and people are willing to participate in the strategy to deal with the object of anxiety. And that in itself leads to the most important uh, aspect of mass formation, because everybody participates in the same strategy, a new social bond emerges and people feel less isolated, but in a symptomatic way, because the new social bond and the new kind of meaning making is always destructive in nature. And that's because of the fourth characteristic. There was a lot of free-floating frustration and aggression, and all this free-floating frustration and aggression is now directed at a specific group in the first place, the group who doesn't want to participate in the mass formation. And that's what we've seen time and time again uh, in the, throughout history, that mass formation has this destructive uh, characteristic, and in the end also this, this destructive characteristic becomes self-destructive. Because once the enemy is destroyed, the mass formation won't stop, because people know if the mass formation stops, they will be confronted again with all this free-floating anxiety, with all the frustration and aggression, with the lack of social bond, and so on. So what they typically do, in most cases, it's not necessarily like that, but in most cases, is they look for a new enemy. A new enemy which can be made the object of anxiety, which can be destroyed, and so on. And that's why mass formation always ends up as a monster that devours its own children. A monster that devours its own children. That's what the mass formation mob mentality is. It always has been. How many historical examples do we need before humanity evolves to a higher level of consciousness? Yet history keeps repeating itself over and over and over. Add countless environmental toxins to the equation, not by accident, which have already lowered IQ levels some six to nine points, Add iPhones and constant corporate media propaganda. Add controller-orchestrated divide-and-conquer political theater. And the stage is set for mass formation insanity to rule the day. One last segment from Dr. Desmet. And what's so strange about the phenomenon is that because all this free-floating anxiety is connected to this mental representation of the object of anxiety, it seems as if the only part of reality that still exists is the object of anxiety and the strategy to deal with it. That's a, an extremely strange, remarkable aspect. And um, uh, that, that, in, that explains why it has the same psychological effects as hypnosis. Because in hypnosis, that's exactly what happens. Someone focuses the attention of someone else on one specific point of reality. And once he succeeds in doing this, it is as if the rest of reality does not exist anymore. To the extent that in hospitals, this happens from time to time, that people who are allergic to uh, chemical um, um, sedativa uh, are hypnotized to make them insensitive to, to pain. And it's really a simple hypnotic pro uh, procedure 
that is sufficient to focus the attention of someone so much on one aspect of reality that he won't feel that the surgeon starts to cut through the bone, through the, the skin, the, the flesh, eventually the, sometimes the bones. This, the focusing of attention is a really a, an extremely strong psychological uh, mechanism, which explains also that during mass formation, the leaders, the totalitarian leaders, can take everything away of people without them noticing it. It, that's one of the most remarkable aspects of the phenom phenomenon of mass formation. Um, and also, to, I will add one more thing. Um, another characteristic of the phenomenon of mass formation is that the narrative that leads to the mass formation typically becomes more and more absurd. And the strange thing is that people don't seem to notice this. But actually, you can perfectly understand that once you understand that the reason why people buy into the narrative is not in the first place because the narrative is correct or scientific or, or, or accurate. The reason why people buy into the narrative is because it creates this new social bond. And that's why typically during mass formation, the people who don't want to conform to the masses, who, 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 who don't go along with the narrative, are typically approached that they lack citizenship and solidarity. So that shows what it is all about, the creation of a new social bond. People want to get rid of the feeling of social isolation, atomization, the free-floating anxiety. That's why they buy into the story, even if it becomes utterly absurd. And, that, and you could even go one step further. The more absurd the narrative is, and the more absurd the measures are, for instance, in the current situation, the more successful they will be for a certain part of the population, the part of the, of the population that is really into the mass formation, because the measures have the function of a ritual. They have the function of a ritual through which an individual shows, by participating in the, in the, in the ritual, the individual shows that it is less important than the collective. And that's what ritualistic behavior has always been. A ritual is a kind of behavior which is without pragmatic meaning or sense, but which, it, which is a symbolic kind of behavior through which an individual shows that it belongs to a collective and that it wants to sacrifice something of itself, which is important, in favor of the collective. So that's why we make this strange observation that no matter how absurd the measures are, they continue to receive a substantial support in a certain part, a major part of the population, which is usually about 30%. Mass formation psychosis, i.e. controller-manipulated mob mentality. We are inarguably at a crossroad. Both potential paths lead to completely uncharted territory. What was is gone. It's not coming back, nor should it. The question that remains is what will soon be. Changing gears to the bottom line of unfolding biosphere collapse. A grand game of global chess is being played out as societies around the world spiral toward total collapse. The global power structures are colluding and cooperating for their own purposes on issues like CV-19 and climate engineering operations. The same controllers, i.e. criminal cartels masquerading as legitimate governments, are also feuding like mafia factions fighting for control over regions with remaining natural resources. 
plug countries like Kazakhstan into this equation and Ukraine, going back further, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, the list is long and goes back over a century. But don't worry, the U.S. government would never instigate unrest in other countries, would they? In fact, they just told us so. Again, this headline was issued last week from LegitGov.org. U.S. denies role in Kazakhstan uprising. Now, there's your proof. U.S. government says it isn't so, right? Yes, Kazakhstan is rich in resources like oil. But that fact wouldn't cause the U.S. government to do anything immoral, would it? You decide. Waning resources, not enough to go around. Law of the jungle. Connect the dots. So about biosphere collapse from MSNBC. And for those that don't know what the MS in MSNBC means, it stands for Microsoft, i.e. Bill Gates. Imagine that. Bill Gates buying up media sources along with the rest of the global controllers. Here's the headline. Climate change is our greatest existential threat. Question, climate change or climate engineering? This is not in any way a denial of anthropogenic damage to the planet and the climate system. It is to say that there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and addressing climate engineering operations, which are further fueling biosphere and climate implosion, not mitigating it. And there's this question, what else is being dispersed into our skies by geoengineering jet aircraft? You decide. A reminder on this fun fact, the world's second most recognized geoengineer, former U.S. DOD scientist Ken Caldera, now works for Bill Gates, the same Ken Caldera that stated on the record that while working for the DOD, one of his jobs was to design ways of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. If you don't believe this, good. Then perhaps you'll believe what you can hear with your own ears. Here's a few seconds of audio. That is Dr. Ken Caldera stating exactly what I just said. Listen carefully. And I know I've played this before, but please be patient. It needs to be heard again because it is so incredibly relevant to all that's unfolding. There are, now, you could imagine, though, say, putting pathogens in a cloud. Let the cloud, uh, you know, go over somewhere and then would rain down on your enemy and create, you know, do chemical or term warfare in this kind of way. No, Ken, I can't imagine even thinking about doing something like that. And this is what you did for our government. And this additional fun fact for the record, as I've stated in this broadcast before, Bill Gates has called Ken Caldera, quote, his most amazing teacher. Caldera now works directly for Bill Gates. Let's press on with this theme. The United States National Security Council is the highest decision-making body regarding foreign policy in the United States. On December 10th, 1974, it completed a top-secret document entitled National Security Study Memorandum, or NSSM-200, also called the Kissinger Report, since Henry Kissinger was Secretary of State at the time it was written. The Kissinger Report states this, the U.S. economy will require large and increasing amounts of minerals from abroad, especially from less developed countries, i.e. loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. Take it from whoever's country it's in. That's the policy. Always has been. This Kissinger Report then states, that fact gives the U.S. enhanced interest 
in the political, economic, and social stability of the supplying countries. Wherever a lessening of population pressures through reduced birth rates can increase the prospects for such stability, population policy becomes relevant to resource supplies and to the economic interests of the United States. The subject of the NSSM-200 is, quote, implications of worldwide population growth for U.S. security and overseas interests, end quote. This document, published shortly after the first major international population conference in Bucharest, was the result of collaboration among Central Intelligence Agency, the United States Agency for International Development, that's USAID, and the Departments of State, Defense, and Agriculture. We can use this valuable document to lay bare the strategies used by unscrupulous governments and so-called aid agencies. So about this historical report summary, here's what it means. The less people there are, the easier they are to control. Time to put the puzzle pieces together. And let's not forget what Zygmunt Brzezinski stated, presidential advisor to all presidents from Johnson through Obama, but certainly his policies carry on to this day. Here's what he said. Quote, in earlier times, it was easier to control a million people than to kill a million. Today, it is infinitely easier to kill a million people than to control them. How does that one fit into the equation that we all collectively face? You decide. Protests are rising rapidly around the world, but do the majority of the protesters actually understand the true gravity of what's unfolding on the wider horizon? Do they understand the true desperation of global power structures? Sadly, I think not. Chaos, carnage, and total collapse. That's what's coming. That's what's already unfolding. The controllers, of course, know that the planet's failing life support systems can no longer support the weight of the human populations. Question, what actions should we, must we, expect power brokers to take? That blink isn't hard to fill in for those that have the courage to do so. New from Time.com, i.e. Time Magazine. This, did we just blow our last best chance to tackle climate change? Question mark. Answer, no, we didn't just blow it. The human race passed that mile marker at least two decades ago. Industrialized, militarized civilization is in a death spiral. The powers that be are further fueling the process of biosphere collapse by their ongoing total manipulation of the climate system, by their continued use of weather as a weapon, and the use of climate manipulations as a means of masking the true extent of planetary implosion from the public till the last possible moment. The now constant engineered winter weather mayhem with patented chemical ice nucleation methods and materials for cloud seeding is a core factor in the climate engineering onslaught. From this time report, they state temperatures have risen more than 1.1 C since in the Industrial Revolution began. Total fallacy. We are likely past 3.5 degrees C right now. They state, and the COVID-19 pandemic had unexpectedly opened up a new pathway to rethink the global economy to help the world to avoid the 1.5 C of temperature rise marker. Long seen as a marker when the planet will start to experience the catastrophic and irreversible effects of climate change. That time is now. It's already passed. And again, climate engineering raging in our skies and the population still clinging to their denial. Governments across the globe have failed to spin, the Time Report states, on big green economic recoveries. Political leaders, again, on green energy so-called renewable energy. It is not renewable energy. 
Planet of the Humans. Search and view that documentary if you want the truth about renewable energy. Again, it's my background. My home has wind, hydro, and solar. I have three wind turbines. I have a hydropower plant. I have 15K in solar power, but it is not renewable. Batteries alone, horribly non-renewable in any true sense of the word. It's all a facade. It's better than outright burning of hydrocarbon, but the so-called green community and so-called environmental groups completely living in some sort of delusional panacea, buying into this lie, and populations pretending that the party's going to continue into the future. It's not. Political leaders, the Time Report states, from the world's largest econo economies, have made lofty promises to eliminate their carbon footprints, but failed to offer concrete policies to get there. And President Joe Biden's ambitions for bold climate legislation have been stymied in Congress. Here's Biden's quote. Ambitious climate legislation, end quote. And all the while, Biden was gutting the former moratorium on new oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. Total hypocrisy across the board. This headline on that front, Biden opens 80 million acres in Gulf of Mexico for oil drilling. And the Biden administration said its drilling lease spree in the Gulf was court ordered. That's a lie. Absolute lie. It wasn't. This is just Business as usual, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And again, the occupants of the White House are only puppets. The true controllers are carrying on with business as usual from behind the curtain. The international climate conferences are nothing more than smoke and mirror facades, forcing countries and their criminal governments to actively or passively go along with climate intervention operations. This is the true agenda being carried out at the international climate conferences. From FEE.org, authoritarianism may be necessary to fight climate change, Cambridge study argues. May be necessary? Look up, look around. We've already arrived. The report then states, a recent study published in American Political Science Review, a quarterly peer-reviewed academic journal published by Cambridge University, begins with this question, is authoritarian power ever legitimate? Question mark. That question doesn't deserve an answer. And unfortunately, that reality is already here. From Fizz.org and many other mainstream sources, which is no surprise given the report conclusion, the significant roles of anthropogenic aerosols on surface temperature under carbon neutrality. Anthropogenic aerosols, i.e. climate engineering aerosols, on top of pollution, and they're addressing that and the actual effect. This report states a new study finds that in the near future, the warming effect of anthropogenic aerosols reduction will superimpose on the cooling effect caused by the CO2 reduction leading to greater surface temperature increase. Our study indicates, they say, that when planning a specific path to achieve carbon neutrality and low warming targets, it is necessary to consider the important role of anthropogenic aerosols on the climate system. This is a statement from Professor Huang, the corresponding author of the study. This is a covert way of selling climate engineering as being the only thing saving us from ourselves. A sky filled with toxic filth that blocks out some of the sun's daytime highs while trapping more overall heat than it deflects, destroying the ozone layer, completely derailing and disrupting the hydrological cycle, and ubiquitously contaminating the entire surface of the planet. And they try to tell us that's what's saving us from ourselves? Total insanity. Of course, governments around the world are neck deep in climate engineering operations. To believe otherwise is mind-numbingly naive. 
Of course, these same criminal cabals masquerading as legitimate governments are going to do anything in their power to hide and deny their crimes from populations, lest the masses fully awaken and take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches, looking for anyone and everyone involved, not just with the climate engineering operations themselves, but with the cover-up of the same, looking for all of them to hold them legally and morally accountable. If the public could truly be awakened to what's occurring in our skies, not just the complete derailing of Earth's life support systems, but the ubiquitous contamination of the planet with highly toxic climate engineering aerosols and elements, every breath we take, contaminated. Climate intervention operations continue to be radically ramped up all over the world. This fact is shockingly obvious and inarguable. With so many flights grounded, why are there so many flights in the air? and all too often dispersing atmospheric aerosols from horizon to horizon. We are all quite literally under assault. Let's not forget the U.S. DOD Department of Defense is currently leasing no less than 800 commercial aircraft with commercial aircraft markings. Why? Why? And we have up-close photographs of retrofit nozzles mounted on the wing pylon of commercial aircraft in addition to military tankers aimed into the exhaust jet stream. That's for one purpose and one purpose only, spraying something into that exhaust jet stream to make it look like that dispersion is just, quote, condensation. It's not condensation. You can't turn condensation on and off. And we have film footage of these nozzles being turned on and off, taken at altitude from behind some of, the, of these aircraft. Search the jet spraying section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and you will be shocked at what you see. It is undeniably sprayed aerosol dispersions into our skies. Argument over. It's happening. No debate. Further, the groundbreaking geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, conclusively proves what these aircraft are emitting into our skies, starting with aluminum nanoparticulates. You can view the dimming documentary for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We took a NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, flying lab with top scientists to altitude, tested behind heavy aircraft, and found exactly what we knew we would find, primary climate engineering elements. Western North America continues to be locked in an engineered deep freeze after baking in temperatures of up to 121 degrees only months ago. Alaska is now being buried in a deep surface flash freeze after shattering all-time record highs in December that were pushing 70 degrees. And how's winter going in Colorado? First, this follow-up headline from NPR, National Propaganda Radio. Wildfires engulf a thousand homes in suburban Denver. That report stated climate change has created warmer and drier conditions across the Mountain West region, leading to an increased drought and longer, more extreme wildfire season. The single greatest factor in regard to the epic wildfires around the globe is climate engineering. That is not a denial of anthropogenic damage to the climate, but it is to state that we cannot have less overall rain on a rapidly warming planet unless there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering. Please, please search and review the entire engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. More specifically, search this headline, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda one of the most re important reports ever done by geodreamwatch.org. Now what's happening in Colorado? More snow to target Colorado communities ravaged by historic wildfires. Some of the pictures showed still smoldering slabs now covered in snow. This is absolute insanity. Winter weather whiplash completely engineered by the climate engineering cabal. 
This headline, How Climate Change Primed Colorado for a Rare December Wildfire. That report states the ground, typically moist from the snow this time of year, was dry and flammable as a result of unusually warm temperatures and a lack of precipitation in recent months. Same thing with California. Go back many years when I first did the presentation titled Engineered Drought Catastrophe Target California. Everything I stated in that report, that live presentation from so many years ago, is exactly what has happened. Please search and view that report. Again, Engineered Drought Catastrophe Target California. Nashville snow. Now, the most recent snow, a snowstorm with moisture straight out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico, chemically nucleated, blatantly obvious on the weather radar loops. Moisture migrating from the record warm Gulf of Mexico suddenly flashes out to snow. That's chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding for weather modification. Endothermic reacting materials, these are patented processes. Every meteorologist that can walk and chew gum knows exactly what's happening in our skies, but they're all lying about it. And this is a major aspect of climate engineering that no one but geoengineeringwatch.org is trying to expose. Why not? Why are, again, so many sources and sites that claim to be fighting to expose climate engineering actually covering up the tracks of the climate engineers by pretending that these flash winter cooldowns are somehow random acts of nature that prove that there's no warming on the planet. The second there's not enough moisture for them to chemically nucleate and the sun comes out, the temperatures go through the roof again. Yes, there can be a cold, dense layer of air that sits on the ground for a time after these storms pass through that keeps things cool for a while. But I'm speaking in general terms. Temperatures are going up and up and up overall. And what we see is an underreporting of the temperatures. And when they engineer these cool downs, they will take many, many records across a surface area, a smaller geographic area as compared to when there's record warmth. They take many less temperatures. That skews the data. That masks the true severity of planetary meltdown. That's one of the objectives of climate engineering operations, to mask the true severity of planetary meltdown from the population until the brutal bitter end. But they can make it snow more or less wherever they want, whenever they want. On that note, this headline from numerous sources, Florida snow. Video shows snow falling in the Sunshine State on Monday. Snow fell in Florida Monday morning as a cold front made its way east. No cold front, it's nucleating cloud moisture. Tuesday highs warmed up to 60 degrees with mild easterly breezes. And temps were warmer into the low 70s through Thursday. And they just had snow. Think about that. More on the subject of engineered winter weather mayhem from Popular Science Magazine. China's weather manipulation brings crippling snowstorm to Beijing. From that report, in the People's Republic of China, it's no secret that the party controls just about everything. But as Beijing suffers through its second major snowstorm this season, residents are growing weary of their leadership's control freak tendencies. Again, popular science's words, not mine. After all, the report states, while the storms came as a surprise to the residents, the government knew about it all along. In fact, the government caused it word for word from Popular Science. This Popular Science magazine article was published on November 12, 2009. Question, how much more has this technology advanced since that time? Are those in the Chinese government control freaks? Certainly. But any notion that Western power centers are any different, are any better, is total delusion. Question, which country has nearly 800 foreign military bases all over the world in everyone else's backyard or on their border? 
oh yeah, it's the USA. So about weather control freaks, those that don't think the US military, which is exponentially larger than the Chinese military, isn't also waging winter weather warfare on their populations, just like the Chinese are, is total delusion. Time to wake up. Winter weather warfare is being waged on populations all over the world in between drought and wildfire warfare. Again, this is not a denial of other forms of human-caused damage to the planet and the climate system. It's simply to state that the human race has trashed the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. But there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate intervention insanity, a.k.a. weather warfare, of which chemical ice nucleation operations, a.k.a. engineered winter weather mayhem, are a core part. This is not hypothesis, theory, or speculation. This patented form of climate engineering is well documented. Any that summon the courage to carry out an honest investigation can find the truth. You can start by searching the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. I'm going to blaze through as many sensationalized winter weather headlines as I can. Listen carefully to the manner in which the reports are worded. It is telling, to be sure. Untainted weather is no more. Let's start with this. Dangerous cold snap to follow winter storm in central U.S. This report states a blast of frigid air will continue to sweep southeastward over the central United States in the wake of a winter storm to finish the weekend. And AccuWeather meteorologists say it will feel 60, 70, even 80 degrees Fahrenheit lower than when compared to recent weeks. Again, winter weather whiplash, not nature, climate engineering. During Saturday morning, Temperatures climbed into the 80s over parts of Georgia, while readings of 10 to 30 degrees below zero were gripping North Dakota, with an extreme temperature range of up to 110 degrees. Again, I've reported on this in the Soviet Union and other countries, these radical spans in temperatures from one part of a region to another. They continue New Year's Day in Wichita, Kansas, where temperatures were hovering in the lower 60s late Friday afternoon, but had crashed through the 20s into the teens in a little more than 12 hours. By Saturday morning, with AccuWeather real field temperatures approaching 10 below zero, the change will be quite a shock following the warmest December on record in Oklahoma City that topped 1965's former record. Again, winter weather mayhem via chemical ice nucleation operations that seed clouds with endothermic reacting chemical ice nucleating elements patented processes. This report continues with this. The flash freeze had turned roads and sidewalks into skating rinks around Wichita, Kansas. AccuWeather meteorologist Joe Bauer said, adding that people should be prepared for similar conditions where precipitation occurs with the storm in parts of central the central states. A temperature plunge and freeze up of equal magnitude is forecast across the middle Mississippi Valley and the Midwest in the wake of a storm, bringing heavy snow, a wintry mix. It's again where the elements that are seeded are reaching the ground or near the ground before actually freezing and drenching rain. Because you never know what will fall from the sky anymore, do you? Snow has nothing to do in so many cases with elevation. You're either on the warm side of the so-called winter storm or the cold side of the so-called winter storm. Too high a percentage of the population is still buying into this make-it-up-as-you-go climate engineering cover-up nonsense. Here's a footnote. The Weather Channel Theater of Climate Engineering Cover-Up continues to theatrically name winter storms. Doing so adds to the drama by emphasizing the completely engineered winter weather mayhem. On that note, more headlines. Mid-Atlantic, northeast bracing for blast of winter. A more correct description would be winter weather assault from the climate engineering cabal. 
Another headline, same theme, icy weather to precede Arctic blast from Midwest to Northeast. From that report, ahead of the new storm expected to sweep across the region, cold air will be entrenched at the surface. Been over this again and again. What chemical ice nucleation creates, cold, dense layer of air sinks to the surface, warmer air above. As the surface, warm air will stream in several thousand feet above the ground. They're acknowledging exactly what I just said. Warm air is above, not cold. Cold air sinks to the surface creating the headlines that the climate engineers and their controllers want. And I want to clarify something, too. In regard to air that's sinking due to the temperature of that air mass or air that's being forced down from ionosphere heater operations, two completely different scenarios. When air is being forced down due to ionosphere heaters, it can create heat on the ground. That's a high-pressure heat dome. When you're seeding cloud moisture with chemical ice nucleating elements, creating a cold dense layer of air that sinks to the ground because of that air density. Different scenario completely, different outcome completely. Keep that in mind. There's no absolutes in this equation. Continuing with this AccuWeather report, as the storm shifts eastward, a period of ice will precede rain across interior parts of the northeast later in the week, threatening to cause dicey travel in places. Surfactant laced frozen material. Surfactants what makes soap soap used in the climate engineering dispersions to keep the particulate matter from coagulating, from sticking together with no regard for the consequences on the ground. Portions of central and northern Pennsylvania and part of the southern tier of New York states could receive up to 0.25 of an inch of ice from late Saturday night into early Sunday. And they know this is going to happen because they know when the temperatures of the precipitation are too warm for an actual frozen material to occur higher up in the atmosphere, it hits the surface before it sets up, they know they're going to have this type of scenario. This is the scripted weather. They're simply trying to cool things down and create the illusion of winter no matter how much havoc they cause in doing so. The report states motorists and pedestrians should keep in mind that even if the temperature gets above freezing, the ground can remain frozen and certainly can with chemical ice nucleating elements. Icy roads were blamed for hundreds of accidents and scary scenes of vehicles sliding and spinning out of control. Yes, I know ice is slippery, but it's far more slippery when it's saturated with surfactants. They continue, Arctic air will sweep southward from central Canada later this weekend into early next week from the Midwest to the Northeast. The air is not likely to be any colder than that which has swept across the northern tier of the Midwest thus far this season. And they just got done telling us that the air aloft was much warmer than the air at the ground. So why are they calling it Arctic air? They're simply creating the cool air on the surface again by the processes already described. They then say the new blast of Arctic air will bring a renewed episode of lake effect snow from late this week into early next week. On lake effects, no, I'll get to that in a moment. Bear with me. Another headline, record-breaking winter storm wreaks havoc across Tennessee and Kentucky. Again, sensationalized headlines that stem directly from winter weather mayhem that is being engineered, absolutely positively being engineered, just as the Chinese did, and just as Popular Science and Reuters and MSNBC and so many other sources covered. But now they're not talking about it anymore. I wonder why. This headline says a large snowstorm caused treacherous traveling conditions in Tennessee and Kentucky and helped smash records that stood for more than 100 years. They will pile up snow in a particular location to create sensationalized headlines and make people in places where it's far too warm and has been far too warm and continues to be far too warm to make them think that it's cold somewhere so everything must be okay. About the lake effect snow, first this headline, alerts in place for parts of New York due to lake effect snow. Now, let's add this recent headline. Great Lakes record warmth 
likely to fuel lake effect snow, may disrupt fish. It's going to disrupt everything, of course. Record warm Great Lakes. Don't see them talking about that much when they're trying to sensationalize this completely engineered winter weather. And this from numerous sources. Snow falls in Okaloosa County, Florida. That's the kind of headline that really makes an impression on people, isn't it? Snowing in Florida. Of course, it's back up to 70s a day or two later. The Weather Channel climate engineering cover-up actors labeled the southern U.S. snowstorms, again, as being the result of, quote, an Arctic blast. Really, an Arctic blast fueled with moisture that came straight from the record warm Gulf of Mexico. A fact that anyone that's not clinically blind can determine by viewing radar loops that are still available, for the moment at least. The so-called experts are paid liars, nothing less. And this fact applies across the spectrum of so-called academia, i.e. all those degreed individuals they're simply now nothing more than paid liars for the powered structure, and their degrees are nothing more than certificates of indoctrination. That's exactly the scenario we face. More on the chemical ice nucleation onslaught. Next headline, icy conditions turn roads into skating rinks across Northeast. From that report, after portions of the Interstate 95 corridor in the Mid-Atlantic dealt with a travel nightmare earlier in the week, another helping of wintry weather is being linked to more accidents along the East Coast this week. Plunging temperatures combined with some lingering light rain and drizzle produce freezing rain, again, becoming the norm now, across the area. Morning left slick portions of the I-95 corridor from Washington, D.C. to New York City. The freezing rain shifted northeast into portions of Connecticut. Again, if you want to learn more, if you're willing to learn about this subject, search and review the entire engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. And then... Please help us to share the links to these reports far and wide so that this core aspect of climate engineering will be recognized as such. Another headline from severeweather.eu, rapidly developing bomb cyclone in the North Atlantic. To elaborate on this, the frozen material from the engineered eastern U.S. snowstorm continued to fall for a thousand miles out into the record warm Atlantic Ocean, where the entire system was pumped up again via atmospheric pressure zone manipulation by the climate engineers and their extensive and growing global network of radio frequency microwave transmission facilities like HARP. The climate engineering control freaks are continuing to do whatever they want in our skies because they can, because the vast majority of populations don't want to face reality, let alone do something about it. More on climate engineering in the state of our climate. This footnote, the variance between day and night temperatures is increasingly chaotic and completely wrong from so many directions, from any historical or meteorological perspective at least. So we now have scenarios where... When a steady stream of moisture is moving in, for example, from the Pacific, there can be and should be a small variance between daytime high and nighttime low. But we often now see 20, 30 degree difference with the same continuous flow of moisture because they are nucleating during part of the day and that radically lowers the temperature. So you see these radical swings. And when we have clear skies, we are now seeing nighttime temperatures, for example, in the summer that don't go down when the sun goes down. We had temperatures in Northern California consistently last summer up to 95 degrees at midnight in the forests of Northern California. The temperatures are not cooling down. But the climate engineers, again, can radically cool down the surface temperatures by chemically nucleating moisture if that moisture is available. So keep in mind, radical swings in these variances, daytime highs, nighttime lows, climate engineers are continuing to disrupt the entire climate system around the globe. 
Another headline, same theme. This one from RTTV and other sources. Rare hail stuns tourists in all-year-round resort. From that report, beachgoers in shorts sought cover under their towels as large hailstones pummeled a popular Egyptian resort. Tourists at the Egyptian beach resort city of Hurghada were caught off guard by a rare snowstorm which pelted beachgoers with egg-sized hailstones at the start of the new year. Videos showed people rushing to the safety of their hotels as massive hailstones fell from the sky. Some of the stones were reportedly which reportedly broke glass and windows and roofs, appeared to be the size of small eggs. Frozen precipitation, in whatever form, and whatever the forecasting script readers want to call it, so often has nothing to do again with elevation, or so often even temperatures. Chemically nucleated snow now occurs on the, again, cold side of so-called winter storms in many regions. Snow is scheduled in temperatures that are now routinely far above freezing, often low to mid-40s or even higher. Thus, we now constantly hear the term heavy, wet snow. And it's important to remember again about no absolutes. When they're nucleating moisture that's that far above freezing, the precipitation that falls or the frozen form of material is heavy and very dense. It's very water-laden. But in general, as they're nucleating wide swaths of moisture, the particulate matter creates too many condensation nuclei, tends to disperse moisture and actually reduces the amount of moisture that falls to the surface in most cases, but they can pile up that moisture in certain locations as they have in parts of the West. And we have parts of other regions where they want to create a record snowfall amount. And as they nucleate again at higher temperatures, it creates a very heavy, wet, dense snow, crushes trees, crushes power lines, but conditions vary radically. The application the climate engineers are utilizing is likely varied as well. So as the surface temperatures are lowered further by the ongoing chemical ice nucleation process or the continued cooling of the atmospheric moisture, that frozen material can become very different in composition and, and not as heavy and not as wet. Again, conditions are always in a state of flux. Climate engineers are likely applying various methods of chemical ice nucleation. It's a grand experiment in our skies, so there are no absolutes. Keep that in mind. But the rapidly worsening weather whiplash scenarios are becoming increasingly difficult to cover up. On that note, this headline, also from so-called AccuWeather, weather whiplash to mark first days of 2022 in Northeast. From that report, they state, there's a risk for icy spots to develop as the storm begins its departure and colder air rushes in behind it, they state, leading to a sudden freeze up in some areas. Temperatures can plunge 20 to 25 degrees across much of the east with some areas nearing a 30 degree dip. Risk for a rapid freeze up, they say. Again, these are the hallmarks of chemical ice nucleation operations, creating that cold dense layer of air that sinks to the surface. Think of your market that you can go into with a completely open freezer. Nothing on the top to cover it up, but everything inside that small little basin is frozen because the cold air sits in that basin. That's exactly what's happening. Exactly the scenario the climate engineers create. Next, this report goes into the schedule weather. They state AccuWeather meteorologists are actively monitoring the potential for a trailing storm to develop and move through the Carolinas and lower mid-Atlantic on Sunday. This is of last week and Sunday night. If this storm develops, then there is a chance that cold air will catch up to the precipitation and produce some snow in the mid-Atlantic. Many details, they say, still need to be ironed out in the atmosphere for this scenario to unfold, i.e. they don't know the full script yet, and the climate engineers don't know what they're going to do or pull off yet. That's exactly what this is about. 
But one thing they say is certain, it's going to get cold. Winter jackets and hats and gloves that, are like, that likely haven't been used for much of the winter will definitely get some more use in the days to come. And then they say this, but the cold air will be fleeting as milder weather could return as early as the middle of the week. Weather whiplash, when there's enough moisture, they can cool the surface temps down, create some headlines, but conditions very soon revert back to what's happening on the planet as a whole warming rapidly and every single highly toxic climate engineered winter weather cool down comes at the cost of an even worse overall warming think about that just compare it to the again pharmaceutical commercials that we see that they treat a certain symptom at the cost of a list of side effects which are actually just effects of what they're doing that's so long and so terrible you can't imagine who would take that pharmaceutical but People certainly do. In regard to the weather warfare, there are so many defense industry contractors making so much money off of this, they're not about to stop. And the military-industrial complex isn't about to stop. They're too committed. If the population around the world finds out what's been done to them for the last 75 years and every single weather cataclysm then becomes suspect as being a result either directly or indirectly of climate engineering operations, what happens then? Do populations take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches? We may soon find out. Next headline, Old Man Winter. Again, theatrical everything here. Jolting Mid-Atlantic with quick-hitting snowstorm. Flash cool, warms back up after. This report states, Winter storm warnings stretch from southern New Jersey to northeastern Georgia as fast-moving snowstorm threatened to wreak havoc with post-holiday travel by dumping up to a foot of snow in spots. The storm, which was also delivering precipitation in the form of rain and a wintry mix. Again, this is all part of this scenario. It has nothing to do with altitude anymore. It has to do with where they're seeding enough to make frozen material fall from the sky. A wintry mix to other parts of the mid-Atlantic and southeast is arriving only days after milder air welcomed in the new year throughout parts of the region. They then state this, it may be hard to believe that any snow is on the way given the warmth and lack of wintry weather thus far. But AccuWeather meteorologist Ryan Adamson said, even though much of the New Year's holiday weekend may have felt like springtime with the highs in the 50s and 60s, the atmosphere began to change gears Sunday night and slashed temperatures by 30 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit for some in a matter of hours into Monday. This is so hallmark of climate engineering. When they have enough moisture, they can immediately drop surface temperatures by, by nucleating. And we can hear this in Northern California. I live in a very remote, quiet location. And when the moisture moves in, it sometimes sounds like a parade of jets above the cloud cover. And then it feels like someone opened the refrigerator door as this cold air plummets down, temperatures drop. It is so painfully obvious what is going on. Again, Chinese scientists openly announced they were doing this. Major media covered it, but then they realized the population wouldn't react too positively to this, so they shut up about it. And that's exactly where we're at now. They just deny it. And anyone who tries to bring attention to this issue is labeled and marginalized. That's how the media system works. That's what they're there for, to cover the tracks of the controllers and the climate engineers and every other aspect of academia, medical industrial complex. The media is the tool with which they can continue their criminality and convince the population that everything's fine when it's anything but. The report then states, as the storm strengthens and precipitation moves northward into progressively colder air, rain will change over to snow. Now another common figure as well, rain changing over to snow. We see it all the time as the chemical ice nucleation operations are advancing enough to start converting that precipitation to some sort of frozen precipitation. Doesn't look like snow often, can look like rice pellets or 
or pea-sized pellets, or we have thunderstorm snow now all the time. They're nucleating thunderstorms, literally. And in those kinds of scenarios, the heavy, wet, concrete-like snow crushes everything. If I sound extremely frustrated and angry, it's only because I am. Why wouldn't I be as I see my forest decimated around me in Northern California, completely wiped out, the trees that are still struggling to survive crushed under this concrete snow. If you want to see the aftermath of a chemical ice nucleation event that happened in Northern California around my forest home, we went from 75 degrees to concrete snow and back to 75 degrees in the course of three days. Search geoengineeringwatch.org, aftermath of chemical ice nucleation, and you can see a video of the destruction caused by these processes. It looked like a bomb went off in some of the most remaining pristine areas that I had in my forest. It wiped them out, completely slaughtered them from 75 degrees to snow and back to 75 degrees in the course of about two and a half days. Look at the videos there. It's staggering, shocking. How can such insanity not trigger a righteous sense of rage to pull back the curtain and expose everyone involved with this completely engineered winter weather mayhem? We are neck deep in a grand global game of chess. We must learn to play well. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specifics on how to effectively and efficiently wake others to what's unfolding, starting with passing on credible data from a credible source. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.